Welcome to Beyond the Blade here on the Hockey Writers Podcast channel and the Grandstand Sports Network, the best view in sports. We are back for a mini podcast here uh, to talk about some news surrounding the Buffalo Sabres. I am your co-host, Chad Dedemenesis. And I'm your other co-host, Bill Shockey. It's uh, butcher time, huh? Yeah, so we kind of talked about this a little bit, uh, what? Last week, a couple of days ago, even we got together. Yeah. We, we mentioned that he was going to be a free agent uh, tonight at midnight. But I don't know, like yeah. I don't know about you, but I didn't really think the Sabers would be in on this. And then turns out today, well, it got real pretty fast. Yeah, yeah. We mentioned how weird it was that, like when when it came to VC, you heard a lot of stuff early. Uh, obviously, Butcher isn't, you know, he he isn't VC, but I mean, he's the Hobie Baker winner of last year and. Uh, uh, I would say a highly sought out college prospect, probably the, the highest of this, this year. Um, so it was kind of weird that there, nothing had really leaked. And then, uh, finally today we got, we got a couple teams that he's going to be visiting and, uh, yeah, like you said, life comes at you fast. Yeah. I mean, there was, you know, there was the, I guess that early report, the rumor that started, um, you know, the Sabres were possibly going to be an animal teams that called and then, um, the article came out today from Mike Chambers, who we're going to talk to here briefly from the Denver Post, that the Sabres, Devils, and Golden Knights are three teams among others that he plans to visit with. So you don't really schedule visits, Bill, unless you're really, really considering that team. Yeah, I think that's the interesting thing. I mean, obviously we don't know the full list. Um, and we probably won't um, until tomorrow. But the fact that the Sabres are one of three teams that he's definitely visiting early on um, – I mean, he's had time to think about this. So yep. if, if he's got three teams right off the hop that he's going to go visit, uh, I would think those three teams are, are pretty highly high contenders. Um, and then everybody else, I mean, obviously you're going to have your, your normal teams that are going to throw their hat in the ring and, and they're always a threat to, to take a kid out from under you, just like New York last year. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, like you said, it's a, it's a really interesting thing that Sabres are here and here early and, and getting that, you know, that look of, of him coming in for a visit because 
hey man, it's it's important to get those those first you know first impressions in before he goes and sees other teams. Yeah, certainly. So we'll get into it a little bit later here. You know, uh, I guess the fit for the Sabers because we really didn't talk about that because we didn't really. I guess like I said, didn't think there was this. It was this real of a possibility. Uh, but we're gonna get some info, latest info from the man himself, as I mentioned earlier, Mike Chambers. Uh, who wrote the article today from the Denver Post, who covers the Colorado Avalanche and the University of Denver for the Denver Post. So he definitely is a good feel on what's going on with Will Butcher. Um, we're going to bring him on here and get the latest news, uh, maybe ask him a few questions about his article and try to get some further clarity exactly what's going on maybe what, and exactly what kind of player Will Butcher is. So, uh, so let's bring in Mike here and really dive into the Will Butcher talk. All right, so with us now, we have Mike Chambers, who is the hockey reporter, covers the Colorado Avalanche and Denver University from uh, – who I'm sorry, who writes for the Denver Post. Uh, sorry, Mike, stumbled through that there, but Chad and Bill here, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. It's my pleasure, guys, and, and uh, I cover the Avalanche for the Denver Post. I, always, I also cover the University of Denver, so it's kind of a two-way thing. So your intro is actually good. Oh, perfect. <laughs> uh, so before, so we brought you on to talk butcher. Uh, everybody saw your article today kind of saying that he's definitely going to hit the free agent market, which we all assumed. Uh, you mentioned a couple of teams that are interested, but before we get into that, you know, I kind of just maybe want to take a step back since you covered Denver university. Um, what type of player is Will Butcher? I mean, he won a national championship last year for Denver. He'll be a Baker award winner. Uh, is he more of the offensive type of defenseman? Correct. Well, he's he's actually in college. He was the two way guy. I mean, he was he was on the power play, but uh, he was on the PK too. He played in all situations. I'm not sure that he would do that. He's going to do that uh, in the NHL if he gets that far. But uh, cer- certainly, he's he's not a one dimensional player at all. I mean, what you know was this year better than last year? Was he have a good? Was he kind of the type of player that had a good uh, career all the way throughout college, or did he kind of peaked this yeah. year? No, he had a he he improved every year. He he came in as a a freshman. He was a world junior guy uh, for the Americans for two years. So obviously he came to college with a lot of hype, and he was good as a freshman, better as a sophomore. He was an All American as a junior and senior. So winning the Hobie was kind of a um, a career thing for him. Every year he got better, and and uh, his name got bigger. Um, terms of size he's not a big guy he goes five foot ten tops maybe 180 pounds he's listed at 185 but i don't think he's that heavy um the the, the knock on him are his size and his skating's not exceptional but everything else about his game is fantastic and uh obviously from my story today i've learned that there's i've got the names of three teams and obviously the, the the sabers are among those three I do believe that there's other teams out there that are going to uh, pitch for him, including the Blackhawks and uh, Penguins. But uh, certainly I think uh, the Sabres have uh, a decent chance to land this kid, this kid. Excuse me. Mike, Bill here. Thanks for coming on. Uh, so what went wrong with Colorado to get us to this point? I mean, reading your article day, today, was it just a uh, you know, soiled relationship between management not signing him after – you know, it was really solid junior year. Well, yeah, that's that's part of it. Patrick Waugh didn't covet uh, scooter type D like Tyson Berry. He wanted to make Tyson hmm. Berry a third pairing D, which uh, 
is not such a bad idea because he struggles so much in defending. But uh, uh, it was basically Patrick Law who uh, told a member of his executive team to tell Butcher's agent that they weren't interested in ever signing him. And why a team would would tell a player, a a junior, a kid who's got another year of eligibility, that uh, they aren't interested in him ever, I think is uh, just really, really poor business. Because obviously, if you're not ready to sign the player after his junior year, you just sit there and say, hey, go have a great senior year and impress us. But uh, they uh, instead told him that they weren't going to sign him and they pissed him off. And, and uh, I think that, and the fact that the avalanche were so bad last year, right. um, it kind of drove the kid to evaluate his options. And obviously he's got some good options out there. So I don't think you can blame him. No, absolutely not. So you said, you know, the Sabres, Devils, Golden Knights, were a couple you mentioned Eric Kohler's among others, you said too. Uh, you mentioned visits. So do you know, is it like, is he going to do city visits, some more like conference call type thing? I'm just curious kind of how that, if you knew at all, how that was going to work out. No, I think they're going to be flyouts. I think he's going to fly and meet with teams and look at their uh, facilities and everything. So I think it's going to be a full on recruitment process. So I guess you so would assume that it would take a few days for him to make any decision. Well, I mean, he's been thinking about this all summer. So I think that he's, I think he's ready to get, a move on on this whole process and make his visits. So I wouldn't be surprised if he starts planning his visits tomorrow. So I know his agent said that they're not really concerned about playing time, uh, but more just the, the fit of the team. Uh, do you think that's just kind of agent talk or is it more really about the right situation? Uh, considering the Avs were the worst team, you would think, you know, his highest opportunity, at least for playing time, they would be a top contender. Yeah. And the Avs only have three signed defensemen right now. Nikita Zadorov is uh, an RFA, obviously, but uh, and you guys know a lot about him, and he's he's going to sign. Uh, but but certainly, this is a team that is so short on D right now, and it's a team that could have used Butcher. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, again, it's 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 a, it's an it's an organization that doesn't seem to do a lot uh, <laughs> the right way, and uh, man, it's just a big mess. And again. Uh, I don't think anybody can blame Butcher for uh, taking a look at what's out there. So do you think next season, you know, in your opinion, do you think he has a chance to make an NHL roster or do you think he'll, he'll need some time in, in the minors to season a little bit? I, he's 22. I think he's open to play in the minors. I don't think that he's looking for a team that he can jump into the NHL immediately. I think that would be great if there's a fit there. But uh, I, again, I haven't talked to him for a couple months, but, Knowing the guy, uh, I, I don't think that he could have, uh, uh, in a American Hockey League role for a while. It's good news for us, right? <laughs> yeah. So, um, <laughs> all right, so I'm, I'm not going to ask you to make a prediction or anything, but in your opinion, uh, who do you think the best fit for Butcher is out of the three teams you mentioned, or if you want to go with any other team uh, that's out there? You know, I really haven't studied it that far. I just got the three na- the three teams today um and i really haven't looked at the roster so i don't want to speculate there but uh certainly i think any of those three teams are going to be happy if they do land this kid yeah i mean us here in buffalo you know we're we're hoping phil housley is going to be the main attraction for him you know with that talk of development with his agents that's kind of what we're 
hoping for here. But uh, Mike Chambers from the Denver Post, who covers the Colorado Avalanche and at Denver University, giving us a few minutes out of his day to talk about Will Butcher, who becomes a free agent tonight at midnight. Uh, Mike, again, can't say enough, man, how much we appreciate you taking the time to come out and talk to us a little bit. Hey, thanks for having me, boys. I appreciate it. Take care now. Welcome back to Beyond the Blade here on the Hockey Writers Podcast channel in the Grandstand Sports Network, the best view in sports. So again, that was Mike Chambers from the Denver Post, and it was nice of Mike to take some time out of his day to come on for us, Bill. You know, it was <laughs> huge for us, you know, jumping the ball there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he, he you know, he had the article. He's uh, the, the writer for for the Avalanche and, and Denver, or the University of Denver for the Denver Post. So, I mean, it's uh, very grateful that he was able to come on here pretty quick and uh, give us a little insight. Uh, there's a couple of things he said that, that were pretty interesting to me. Yeah. So the first one that I kind of, you know, we both talked about, I guess, before this started, uh, I guess caught our eye, people will start is the, or caught our ear, I guess, on their eye, uh, is the skating comment. You know, yeah. I, I always thought he was, I guess I can't, you know, I didn't study Will Butcher, so I really wouldn't know, but you know, he said he's a two-way guy. He really wasn't all offensively, although he had some good numbers. Uh, but the skating thing, you know, I, I was a little surprised. He said he's not the he didn't say he was an awful skater. He just said he's not the best skater, which is, to me, kind of raised my eyebrows a little bit because, you know, I think Housley wants really good skaters on his back end because, I mean, right. look at the Sabres roster now. All the guys in the roster can skate. There's no more Cody Franson skating around. So, again, I, I'm sure if he's an average skater, that's fine. I mean, there's nothing really too worried too not to be concerned about there, but that's something that caught my ear. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when we got off the interview, I think it was one of the first things that, that both of us mentioned. Um, I think even more so for the fact that he said he's pretty good at everything else, but he, he kind of singled skating out. Um yep. so you would think for a guy that at least sees him enough that that he reports on the team, um, if that's the one thing that's kind of his go to, uh, maybe maybe it's his biggest weakness. And it, like you said, it might not be something where he, you know, he's a traffic cone or he's, he's in the mud. Uh, I don't think that's the case. But, I mean, a guy going from, you know, that collegiate level to the NHL, if you're missing a step, it's going to be trouble. It's going to be hard to make that jump. So, uh, <laughs> definitely very, very interesting. Obviously, um, more to, I guess, more to see uh, when it comes to Will Butcher skating. Yeah, so anything else in particular that besides that that really stood out to you? Um, I mean, yeah. quickly, I guess, uh, just for everyone to know, we didn't, we didn't really get his stats. Uh, as a oh, freshman, yeah. a freshman at the University of Denver, he was 8-8-38, uh, eight, eight and 38, 16 points. Sophomore year, four goals, 14 assists, 38 games. Uh, and then he made the jump. His junior year, nine goals, 23 assists, and 39 games, 32 points. Uh, that's when... I guess it made me <laughs> chuckle a little bit that Patrick Waugh is still hurting the Colorado Avalanche. Yeah, that's what I was actually, I was actually going to jump in there and say. There's one thing that did pop back in my head was the whole Patrick Waugh thing. That's, that is really – that's insanity, man. How do you tell a, a kid – like Mike said, how do you tell a kid that? You know, especially yeah. there's one more year of eligibility left. Yeah, I mean, it really – the only the only thing it does is hurt yourself. There's really no good that can come of something like that, right? Uh, except to make a kid angry and then have him go back to 
the University of Denver for his senior year, put up seven goals, 30 assists, 37 points in 43 games, win a national championship in the Hobie Baker, uh, and then tell you to go screw it because uh, he told him <laughs> the same thing a year before. Right. Uh, yeah, pretty wild. That that was that was in his article before the interview, and I just couldn't believe that <laughs> while I was still hurting the team even after he was gone, and Sackick now is probably kicking himself for even letting <laughs> Wad, you know, even say that to somebody. It's it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I mean to have a to have a feel, you know, you don't like small defensemen. I mean, I mean he almost cost that that team um, Tyson Perry too. So I, mean, I I don't I don't know. I guess that's kind of like why Patrick Watt isn't coaching anymore. Isn't coaching anywhere. He doesn't he doesn't really coach that twenty first century style. You know, I mean, there's a lot of defensemen who aren't that big who can get it done. I mean, look at, you know, Roman Yossi isn't the biggest guy in Nashville and neither is a couple other guys in Nashville and they still, you know, they, they still get it done. And it's, I mean, Crystal Tang, we talked about before, I mean, he's six foot, but he's not huge. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's, it's crazy that you would, I mean, he maybe wasn't the big prospect that he was going into senior year, but still, I mean, if you you don't intend to sign a kid, you don't tell him you're never going to sign him, you know? Right, yeah, he was a fifth-round pick. It looked like he struggled a little bit for his first two years. But I just don't know how you <laughs> – he makes that kind of jump and you tell him that they have no intention. I'm baffled. Baffled, I guess, is just the, the best word for for that scenario. I mean, good good for everybody else in the NHL, I suppose, yeah, right, because right. Colorado is just a, a sinking ship and there's no sign of, of bailing that team out anytime soon. No, so the other thing we maybe I want to kind of talk about a little bit here is – you know, he had his three teams, Las Vegas, New Jersey, Buffalo. So maybe we can dive into those three teams. And he did mention two other teams, Pittsburgh and Chicago. Uh, it seems that Chicago is always around. So right. that's always surprising. And then the Pittsburgh thing is interesting because I think that's interesting because, well, where Jason Brownsville's from is from Pittsburgh. So maybe before he left, he kind of – they talked about this player. He's familiar with this player that, you know, Pittsburgh had some interest in him, and he carried that interest over to Buffalo. So it's kind of something I thought about with Pittsburgh. But – uh you know, Buffalo, Vegas, Chicago, Pittsburgh, and maybe somebody jumps in here. Uh, but I mean, if those are the four front runners, to be honest with you, I I don't hate the Sabre chances too much. No, not at all. Um, I think it, it basically is just really going to come down to uh, what Butcher is really looking for. Uh, if he's looking for a guy to kind of mold him, uh, if he, maybe if skating is where he's struggling to – kind of take that time and, and work with him on that. Uh, Phil Housley seems like probably one of the best guys to do that. Yep. Um, and that's so one of the reasons, to, you know, I asked Mike about, you know, is it really, is he really interested in going to the best fit and best development? Because really Housley might be the best guy for that. Right. Right. And it, it was important to me that he said that he doesn't necessarily mind going down to the minors for a year uh, because I think that would be the one thing that would hurt the Sabres. You know, yep. with the turnover you had with the defense this year, you got three new players coming into the roster. You got three guys in Bogosian, Ristolainen, and McCabe that are not going to see the, the bench uh, anytime soon. So I just – there's no way he cracks this lineup. And I was even telling you before the interview that, say the Sabres sign Will Butcher tomorrow, he's already behind those six guys, Georges and Gooley probably. Yep. So, I mean, he's got a little bit to go before he even cracks the NHL roster. I don't think it would happen this year unless it was at the end of the year. Um, but, I mean, a year in the HL, like you mentioned uh, before the podcast, 
the AHL team would be pretty darn good if they could have yeah. a guy like Will Butcher. Yeah. Especially if so, Gooley starts on there too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Top pairing with Gooley. If you're looking for development, probably a good place to start. Um, the other two teams that were mentioned in the article, Vegas, I mean, who kind of knows? Uh, I mean, I guess you'll have a lot of younger guys there. You can kind of grow with that team if that's what you're kind of looking for. Right. Will they be good anytime soon? Probably not, but you could probably crack the roster in a year, if not two. Um, and then New Jersey's the other one. I think New Jersey's biggest point is that they have you got a guy like Taylor Hall. You got, you know, Adam Henrique, Palmieri up front. Uh, and they, their defense, I mean, as far as I know, they're, they're not that strong. He can probably crack that roster this year, depending on how he does in, in training camp. Uh, so for New Jersey, I think their their talking point would be come to camp, show up, show us what you got, and you got a pretty good chance of making the third pairing. Yeah, I mean, if, if really – if it did come down to, you know, he wants the opportunity to get in the NHL right away, I, I think it's hands down going to be New Jersey. You know, that's your, that's your best besides, – besides Colorado, that's probably your best opportunity, you know, to jump right in on a team defensively and play. Um, you know, like you said, Vegas is – I guess they're kind of a wild card because you don't really know – Right. What that is there. Uh, and then New Jersey is. It is exciting. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you, you do have that, you know, the you know, new, new expansion team, new kind of exciting feel. It's Vegas. Uh, so you can never count that out. But uh, if I were, if it were me right now, I'm thinking they're probably third on the list. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, as I was saying, you know, New Jersey is, you know, they're, they seem like a good a good idea and it looks like that could be the right situation for him. Uh, but you know, I, I don't also, I don't want to rule out Chicago or Pittsburgh because right. both those teams can just go, Hey, look at our Stanley cup rings. And like, you know, that, that draws attention, you know, where, Hey, we're the Chicago Blackhawks. Hey, we're the Pittsburgh Penguins. We're the two time Stanley cup champions. You're like, yeah, you it, want, you want development. Look at Jake Gensel. Look at yeah, Justin Schultz. Look exactly. At, and it's not that hard to, to be able to pull examples of, of what these teams are able to do with young talent, uh, given the right opportunity. So yeah, I would definitely never rule out uh, another team kind of swooping in here last minute and becoming a, a true contender. The other thing I will mention quickly, though, he has played with Jack Eichel. Yes, yes. So it's conveniently enough, actually, after our interview, uh, Mike retweeted a, a, a tweet from, I believe it was a Channel 4 a reporter here in Buffalo. Of, John, uh, yeah. Yeah, of uh, – and Eichel, I guess it was Eichel setting Butcher up, right, for a goal? Twice, yeah. Twice when they played for the – I think it was the U.S. National Development Team uh, before Eichel was drafted. So there's some familiarity there. So that's – I guess it's always a good thing to have in your court. You know, they didn't really work out that well with VC last year in Eichel, but you never know. I mean – It gets you, it gets you in the room. Yeah. It, it I bet you I bet does. you it's a reason on top of Housley, uh, if he even – how brief, briefly that they played, uh, I don't think you really forget a talent like Jack Eichel that quickly. So uh, if you got a chance to, to possibly come on and play with a guy like that, um, I think it's, it's a reason. Again, it's another reason why you do what you do. You get the guy like Jack Eichel because not only is it your team going to be better for it, uh, it gets you these opportunities for young kids who are going to be coming into the – well, I mean, he's 22, but these, these rookies and, and college kids that are coming into the league as rookies, um, they're going to want to play with a guy like Jack Eichel. So – Definitely gives the team, you know, that that little extra boost that can not only get you in the room, but potentially in this case, make you a top three contender at least for now. Right, absolutely. So really quickly in the Sabres fit, you know, because that's what we do—we cover the Sabres. So um, I was looking at the Sabres roster here, and it's it's interesting because 
Butcher is a left shot defenseman. Let me give you the left shot defenseman Sabres have on the roster right now. Victor Antipin, Nathan Beaulieu, um, Justin Falk, yeah. Josh Georges, Jake McCabe, Marco Scandola, and Brendan Gooley is also a left shot. So maybe that's the one thing working against the Sabres is you – they're not loaded on defense, but if they're loaded at one spot, it's left-handed shooting defenseman. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. I mean, of the names you mentioned, uh, Scandella I put ahead of them for now, Bullu and Antipin ahead of them too. But, I mean, who knows what they can be. Uh, yeah. This is going to be the year to find that out. Um, and then Gooley, obviously, I put ahead of him too. Uh, just because I really think that he has, a, he still has an outside shot to make the roster this year. I, I would imagine he starts in the AHL just because the amount of defensemen are here and you really want to know what you have in those three that you picked up this year. Right. Uh, you kind of know what you have in Gooley, I would say. At least that he's going to be a top four defenseman by the uh, by the start of next season, or, you know, 2018. Yeah, um, absolutely. So <laughs> I really don't think there's a, too much of a rush to get him up right away. Uh, so maybe that does open the door for uh, a guy like Butcher to come in, start in the AHL, but if they need a call-up, maybe he gets called up instead of Gooley, uh, depending on how he's playing, uh, just because it'll it'll give him that, you know, that taste of the NHL that he so badly, I would assume, wants at this point in his career. Uh, Gooley's had that taste. And, and like I said, you, you know what you have with Gooley. Uh, if the AHL team is doing well, I don't see why he'd possibly take the best defenseman off. Uh, keep that run going because as Boswell said, you know, he wants to be good on, on both teams, not only uh, here in Buffalo, but also in Rochester. Right. I mean, from a Sabres management perspective, I mean, you're, I don't care how many left-hand left shot defensemen I have. If I can get a talented player, I'm going to get a talented player and I'll, you know, I'll figure out the details later on that one, you know, and you can say right. Bullyu and Antipanili, you don't know what you have there. I mean, Bullyu has played a couple NHL games, you know, Antipan hasn't played any, I mean, it's promising, mm. but you know, you haven't seen him play one NHL game, so you don't know what you have there. And so maybe it's smart, you know, on Botterill to keep building. I mean, you, the old saying goes, Bill, you can never have too many defensemen on your on your roster or in your system. Exactly. I mean, just look at last year. Uh, going into the season, they thought they were fine, and obviously that was not the case. So the, the more you have, the more of a chance you have of hitting. Uh, it's kind of like the lottery here with, with you know, these these guys you're taking a chance on, uh, one from the KHL and one for a third-round draft pick. But, uh, yeah, like you said, it's kind of just – I think this year, for the Sabres, to pick up a guy who wants to play in the NHL immediately, uh, it's not the best year because, like you said, you, you got to see what you have with these guys. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean if you spend a year in the AHL that spots are not going to open up next year uh, because – like who knows uh and Tipin could could be a one-year deal and he just can't you know form to the nhl game and he's gone uh bowl you you take a shot i mean ideally both these guys we'd want to be really good uh and i actually i i would you know err on the side of that they'll at least be uh good defensemen not necessarily anything spectacular but but suitable you know for the nhl um but that that might not be the case so a guy like butcher if, if he comes in puts in the work uh, does what he needs to do here in the AHL. I definitely think opportunities will become available uh, here in Buffalo for a guy like Will Butcher. So to put a bow on this whole thing here, uh, is, this is indeed a mini pause. We don't want to go too long here and I guess <laughs> keep repeating ourselves. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's pretty, it's, it's exciting, you know. It's, it's uh, what do you want to call it? Jimmy VC 2.0, you know. It's so <laughs> we know like here real. in Buffalo, we're we're used to this thing. We had VC last year. We just had Kel Peterson walk on us. I mean, we're used to this whole college free agent deal here 
think the thing is, it actually, for the first time in a couple of months, feels like real hockey talk. It does. It does. I mean, you you text Miller and you said, I feel like the, you know, Sabres Twitter is maybe a little live today, kind of looking for some info and stuff like that. So it's, it's kind of nice to see that as, you know, we're a couple, I guess about a month away from training camp, but it's good to see maybe the, the Sabres Twitter train is starting to get a little steam here. Why pick up steam if, you know, the Sabres do end up signing them. Yeah, definitely. So, like I said, to put a little bow on this, I don't know, but make predictions, make guesses here. What do you, what do you think end up happening here? What do you, what do you think? Where do you think uh, at the end of the day he goes? Uh, if I had to guess today, uh, I'd probably go to New Jersey just because not only, you know, he's basically, gonna get, as we know, he's going to get the same money basically anywhere he goes. Um, so that's not really going to be the factor. Uh, I think if, if I'm him, I kind of want to make the roster the, the right away, right out. Uh, yep. I think New Jersey kind of gives you that best chance, not only to make the roster, but as opposed to Vegas, potentially be a, a decent team. Uh, you have a chance to be on a winning team in New Jersey. Not necessarily that they will be, but uh, I think they have a better shot at being a, you know, a better team than Vegas this year. You know, for me, I don't I – don't... <laughs> I don't want to be the guy that, you know, is the homer and goes, oh, I think it'll be Buffalo. But, you know, I'll, I'll say this. I, I think that the Sabres have a really good chance. You know, I wouldn't say that their chances are poor or anything. No. Um, but, I mean, I, I, I have to agree with you. I think New Jersey probably holds right now for going into tomorrow. I think they have the best odds. I guess I'll put it that way. Uh, but I would by just, no means rule out the Sabres or, for that matter, Vegas, Chicago, or Pittsburgh, or really anybody else because it's – it's early in the process here, but I'll say I'll say the the person in head right now with the best odds going into tomorrow or midnight tonight, I think, would be New Jersey. Yeah, yeah, especially of the three. I mean, you start throwing other names in there too. Uh, who knows? <laughs> right. But, uh, right. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'd probably go. It's probably dumb, but you know, like forty New Jersey, thirty Buffalo, and then like thirty. Chicago, Pittsburgh, elsewhere, uh, a, a winning team. If you will. Yeah, other, I guess you could say other, 30, but right. 30 other mix of the other <laughs> team in the league. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that was good. You know, it was good to talk to Mike. It was good to get, uh, like, it was pretty exciting. So, you know, we wanted to get on here for throwing these mini pods in here and, you know, keep the Sabres news flowing here. And uh, it's been a pretty quiet off season, but uh, this time of the year is always, it's always interesting, you know, when these college free agents come out and, you know, Butcher isn't the only one. You know, there's a couple centers that are coming out yeah, uh, tomorrow as well. Uh, there's Alex Kerfoot, who I think um, – I have to look it up. I want to say I think he's he's New Jersey's property right now. Um, there's a guy from Toronto uh, who's in Toronto's property right now. And there's also Blaine Byron, who's a center that was actually Pittsburgh's property. Uh, so whenever you see the name Pittsburgh pop in there, you know, maybe you kind of connect bottles. So that's another guy that Sabres could go at. But, I don't know, they're so deep at center that maybe – you know, maybe we'll shy away from that. But like I said before, you can never have too much talent. You know, you get the talent, you'll figure it out from there. Yeah, exactly. That's, I mean, that's all I was going to basically say is that, you know, Butcher's not the only guy. And, and for uh, a guy like Botterill who showed that he's willing to go make moves, not just for the, the NHL roster, but for the AHL roster as well. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily, if Butcher goes and signs somewhere else, uh, fall asleep for this week because I, I feel like it doesn't necessarily mean the Sabres are done. Uh, I feel like they could, easily come out uh, at the end of this week with at least one college prospect. Yeah. And Dominic Tanonato, I guess is maybe how you say it, uh, who is Toronto's property right now. He's the other center I was talking about that will hit the other big name. I guess you could say kind of big name to hit the market tomorrow. 
Uh, but yeah, I think that's all we have for this little uh, gathering here. We'll definitely uh, keep an eye on Butcher Watch. I guess we can clarify it now and really get excited about that and watch what's going on here for the next few days. You know, it'll be interesting. You know, Mike seems to believe that he kind of wants to get a decision made quickly, even if he's visiting places. So, you know, if yeah, he visits other... one place over the next three days, then, you know, we should probably have a decision over the weekend, you would think. Yeah, I think that was the other interesting thing that he mentioned that uh... – that he's basically said he's thought about this for a while. So for him, for him to come out today before he's officially a UFA and uh, have uh, at least via a source, yeah. uh, a list of three teams that he plans on visiting. Um, I think it'd be pretty good odds for those three teams, but can I just throw out a butcher on the block? Sure. <laughs> 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 okay. I think it's a good way to end it. Though. Way to put a stamp on it. <laughs> uh yeah so we're chatting bill uh we're gonna head out of here um you know i'll do a quick little spiel like i always do make sure you follow us on twitter at btb hockey uh rate subscribe share itunes uh google play tune in uh geez everywhere pretty much (laughs) no stretcher uh make sure to listen to us on the hockey writers podcast channel and also make sure you're checking us out on grandstand sports network the best view in sports make sure you're checking us out there and checking out that site in general and then also we can't finish without mentioning our new partner uh just dish and hockey uh, apparel hockey apparel made by hockey players for hockey players so make sure you check them out at just just dish and hockey.com bill it was fun man good to get together and talk some real hockey and have uh some exciting stuff to talk about not really just guess on what's going to happen next season yeah definitely uh you know good content and i just want to do one more shout out and again uh, i know it's the off season but shout out to the followers uh we hit 600 today so thank you beautiful Uh, look at that yeah yeah it's been a long time coming and it's been a lot of fun so Hang in there. You got about a month, like you said, before camp, and things will really start to ramp up. Absolutely. We're getting we're getting closer to hockey than we've been away from hockey. So that's, that's the good thing. Every day you move closer and closer. Uh, so we'll talk to you soon. Um, at this point, it's hard to say when it'll be. I don't know. If Butcher signs tomorrow, it could be tomorrow, or it could be over the weekend or next week or who knows. So stay tuned. Uh, follow on Twitter, and we'll let you know when we'll be back again. So for Chad and Bill, we are out of here, and we'll talk to you soon. Enjoy Butcher Watch, and uh, we'll kind of see how this all turns out for us. So we'll see you later. Hold up.